Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, everybody. It's Greg Harrelson here from the uh, Level Up podcast. And as you know, a lot of times I will interview um, you know, leaders uh, within the real estate industry, whether they're leaders in, in, in the sense of becoming like top producers, or maybe they're big uh, team leaders, or they could be coaches in today's uh, scenario. I think we have a little bit of everything here. We've got you know, <laughs> somebody that's into coaching, uh, you know, has, uh, you know, been an amazing producer for many, many years out of Canada. Um, but, you know, even though I, I I think of Richard in the sense of some of the things that he's accomplished, I actually think of Richard of um, more in the sense of kind of growing up together in the real estate industry, all following the same coach, Mike Ferry, and uh, learning learning a lot of the same things at the same time. And, yeah. you know, when you, you, you kind of like create a bond amongst each other that even though you're not with them, you know, all through life, you just remember them because you are learning the same stuff at the same time, failing at the same time, absolutely succeeding at the same time. <laughs> right, Richard, we've kind of done all that. Well, mm -hmm. and so we've got Richard Dougal here as a guest today, and and we're going to be talking about why mindset matters. So, Richard, I just start off by saying thank you so much uh, for responding to my message when I said I need you to get on here with me and talk about this. So, thank you for joining me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. And uh, out of curiosity, because when I, when I got the message, because, you know, I'm in NLP and scripts, and uh, what had you call out to me about mindset? Okay, I go, oh, wow, that would be, be fun, especially with you. Yeah. I was talking, conversing with Chris Heller. Yeah, and I for some that. reason, with Chris and I, we were just having a little bit of a, you know, chat back and forth. And, and then all of a sudden, it's like it dawned on me that I think one of the things that one of the messages that the industry needs to be reminded of right now is that mindset matters. But I don't know that there's been enough conversation of why does it matter? And can you give me kind of like a how, you know, like a lot of people, yeah. you know, me, I try not to ask how too often. I just like, let's just go with it. But the reality is, is sometimes we need to kind of get a better understanding, something tangible. And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, let me go out to the people that I know that study mindset. You, because of your 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 expertise in NLP, you always, when I think of mindset, you're one of my go-tos, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of why I reached out. I had a feeling you were going to say yes, because I, I feel like you're, hey, this is my game. Let's have this conversation. The other big reason that I said yes is because of you and what you're doing, because in the industry, you're making a big difference. Well, thank and, you. And, uh, you know, alongside with the great Abe, uh, because yes. what you teach is actually practical and real. Like, and I'm, I'll put that on record. Like, yeah. I go, wow, someone's finally saying what's real the yeah. hard stuff and, and the easy stuff. That's right. People need yeah. to look and that up, you know, what you're doing, by the way. I think both of us, and I really appreciate that. And, mm -hmm. you know, what I'm committed to is being authentic and not changing my message unless i believe my message exactly not just what people want to hear right yes which is that info marketing world that's right Welcome. i don't want to be in that world and you know and 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 if that means maybe i don't have as many clients as as coaching clients as somebody else that's okay i i'm more committed to having a bigger impact on them than having a bigger impact on myself and now, this that's is a brilliant got to stay true to the message you got me excited there uh, because you talked about a word which is congruity. Mm -hmm. So when we're congruent, we're going to have a better mindset. So let me tell you, talking about failures. So what happened is, let's start there. Yes. Where I'm out there taking listings. because I, I just found I have an uncanny ability to take listings. Like I just go out and take listings, right? But the, the thing what happened is that I wasn't servicing them that well. I had too many. I, I didn't even uh, think about a team. It wasn't in my mind. And uh, and I said, wait a minute. I'm only calling the people back I like, <laughs> you know, the sellers. Mm -hmm. The ones that are tough, I avoid it, you know. I'll get to it later. And then I made a decision. And I said, it's a decision I made, which was a business decision, talking about mindset. 
combined with action and activity is I, I still remember the, the time when I said, you know what? I'm going to increase my service. I'm going to make my service and my follow-up with my clients so good so that it will give me clarity in that I am the best agent. So that the next time I go on a listing appointment and I say, John and Mary, there's no need to talk to anyone else. I'm here to take care of you. Let's get you to Oregon. And I give him the pen. That that congruity, that messaging is congruent. Mm. And that's what you're alluding to. And, and uh, I would say 100% that's you, is that authenticity is that we're tempted in the info marketing world, social media, there's a temptation. We are not tempted. The yes. temptation's in the air where, you know, you'll just tell people what they want to hear. Like, oh, you don't have to prospect. People will call yeah. you. Just put a post yeah. up and make a few videos. So what happens is we say, no, I want to be the real, I am the real deal. So when I speak, there's a certain power, a certain confidence. It's called congruity. So the Pope many years ago went to Africa to a country where the it was a it was a, a very dictator type of leadership, the king or whatever they call him. And he didn't invite the Pope. But he didn't stop him from coming either. So the Pope was there, and they're saying there was a million people. Who knows? There was tons of people who was in a field. And when he was speaking, there were some hecklers. And we suspect it was sent by the government to interrupt him. And they were going, ah, shouting. I don't know what they were saying, but they were heckling him and stopping him. And after, you know, so he's speaking to the audience, the Pope. And after a while, it kind of it got to him. So he just stopped for a second and he turned to those hecklers. It's recorded. And he said, Silenzo. I don't even know if they even knew what that even word meant. It's an Italian word, but I think we know what it means. And guess what? They stopped. In that moment, there's such congruity that that congruity starts from the back end, from the back room. It's who you are. So it's the be, do, have of congruity and saying, so I lined up my coach, my, in this case, my um, service. And I started to call my sellers, whether, you know, they were tough or not, because I had this thing, it has to be real. And so when I went out there, I found my lifting appointments were faster. I mean, it, it just, I just became more effective. So this is number one. And I'll give you another example that I gave, you know, even training my team. Yeah, so let me say one thing real quick. Let me say one thing because I because let me let me share with you what my interpretation is of Thank what you. you just shared. Okay, I want to make sure it's I, I, I'm receiving it how you intend it. But what I gathered from that is like okay, so I'm thinking like okay in in the practical world, if I'm going to if I believe in my heart that I am going to be terrible at servicing a listing. Yeah, there's a possibility that I might not show up for prospecting. Right, even st- that's true. Even right. even at that level. Yeah, or sometimes another way is, and and I know one of our coaches taught us this, and that is learn the listing presentation first. Yeah, and when you're confident in the presentation. You'll actually be excited to prospect because you want to go on an appointment. But if you're not confident in the listen presentation, you'll avoid prospecting in fear of having to go and do a presentation. That's congruency or lack exactly. of. And that's why yeah. mindset matters. I, I totally yeah. get what you're saying. I got it. So let's say that someone says, I go to this property, but you know, it's, it's too, you know, whatever, like a high end in the area, let's say it's four million or whatever, and they go. Oh, they're going to ask me, what have you sold? Uh, they're going to take over. So the person won't even call it. He'll skip it. Or he'll call it, and, the, and it's called leakage. Because when we're incongruent, it, it, it leaks. People can feel it. We can all feel it when someone's not congruent. So Because we, we all have something that God-given or universal power-given. And it's an antenna, and it's called the BS detector. And you notice sometimes you're talking to somebody and they're telling you a story and then it goes, it starts waving. And you go, wait, this doesn't feel right. But when you feel right in what you're doing, so the key is to know you. And that's another great segue is when you know your scripts, you have more confidence. I know it sounds simple, 
But the reason why people drive by a facial by own and they go, oh, especially when they're new, mind you, it could be somebody 20 years in the business, but anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure. so, so they're new, it's because you don't know what to say. Because I've taught people what to say and then they go, oh, that's easy. I, I, and I've seen the action, the action of calling. I've had people to say, oh, I called my past client last week. I go, call him again. The market's changed, you know, give him some news. And he said, well, oh, no, it's okay. I go, well, what will I say? Just say this. Say, hey, Jim, I was in the area. I did, and I just got a listing not far from you. Actually, I was going to pop over and say hi. Could we just talk last week? And start with that. And uh, and pop by for a, for a cup of tea or something. And, and they go, oh, yeah, I can do that. So knowledge equals confidence. Ignorance equals fear. So we need to know our scripts. I know it sounds basic, but it's this important. When you know what to say, you have more confidence. I, I think you're really explaining a much, given us a, a given the audience a much deeper understanding of why to know the scripts. Like when 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 we talk about scripts, I actually say this to my agents. Okay, you got to learn the script. You need to learn the scripts. Then you and, and you need to memorize it. Then you want to internalize it. Then you want to per, uh, personalize it. And then I'm okay if you forget them. Exactly. Because the intention, and I think the industry thinks, Richard, that you and I are saying, you need to learn the script so you can be a robot. That's not oh, what we're not saying. Not you and me. Maybe we're other people say that, right? that, but not yeah. you and me. No. Matthew called it dancing with the scripts in a different way of saying it, but we adjust it, but it's unconscious. It's part of who we are. So people go, I don't like scripts. I said, let me ask you a question. If someone goes in your office, say, it's my birthday today. Have you ever said, hey, happy birthday? Yeah, well, that's a script. Did you think about it? Yeah. Did you get your three by five card? People are using scripts all the time. Even the script, which is, hey, how are you doing? That's a script. Mm -hmm. So we, we're always using scripts. And the people that say, like I said, they've been in the business for, say, 10 years, five years. And they go, I don't like scripts. I go, great. So when you go on an appointment, you say different things on everyone. They go, no, no, I have my little thing. I go, that's a script. Yeah. <laughs> so mindset matters. Can can you think of an example, hypothetical, or maybe it's real, of like, what do you think someone's mindset, what kind of state of mind can they be in when they're resisting scripts versus the state of mind of somebody that embraces scripts? Like, I, I, I want to try to paint a picture of like, what is the, the difference in those two states of mind? What does that look like? So the audience can identify with maybe one of those. As you know, I've got a team, and uh, so I give them the scripts. I give them scripts, right, from some from our coach that we had, one of our first mentors. And then three weeks later, they haven't even learned it. But when I saw the scripts, the reason why I memorized every single one of them, like I memorized them, and I'm not looking for any award, it was because I was scared. I scared myself on purpose, calling away from motivation, to say I don't want to be in a situation where somebody says. Uh, I never heard of your company, or they'll say mm. something like, I haven't seen your signs around here, or something like, can you give us a break on the commission? Can I'm buying a house? And I go, oh, you know what I mean? Or whatever. So I actually used away from, and it worked for me. And I went, man alive, I don't want to be in that situation. So by knowing the scripts, we'll have a better conversation. We can focus on driving that conversation to a decision. And we can also uncover what happened. So here's someone who goes on an appointment. And I'll tell you what happened. There was someone calling and the, the listing appointment sounded too easy. So I said, go pre-qualify a bit more. You know, in this case, so we adapted it. Is anything stopping you from listing it? And he goes, oh, no, the listing part I can't do because the agent gave me a mortgage. He's on title, <laughs> the previous agent. <laughs> so if we didn't have that script, how much time are we going to waste? Mm -hmm. you no, know, and well, let's talk about this because I know you've had the same experience. I've I've heard you actually. I always watch. I love watching your stuff. And um, you were talking, and, and I've had the same experience that you get two agents in my own office. Let's talk about my office. They're picking up because I put my leads on Excel sheets, especially the hot ones, like the the, the long those long piece of paper, right? The not the legal, whatever it's called, the letters. No, legal the landscape. Side. Yeah, that's it. Landscape, whatever. So anyway, so they pick it up 
and they have access. They all have access to the same list. I have quite a few leads, by the way, like this many, and they're calling. So they're calling the same people. In this case, maybe the same script, but now we're talking about mindset. How come one? And I'm not exaggerating. It might sound like it. Uh, she can get an appointment every single day, like for three hours. She's gonna get a listing appointment. And she doesn't, she'll get two the next day. And uh, and then somebody else calling the same people. I know it sounds funny, but anyone listening, if you know, if you've been in those environments, gets a lead a week and maybe an appointment next week if they're lucky. Maybe not. How come? So that's where the mindset. And one of the reasons, one of the many, obviously tonality and all, but it's the way they're viewing the situation. So the way we view a situation determines our mindset. So it's called a frame in NLP, the frame. So one person is saying, I'm here to help people. So one of the uh, takeaways on the, is it when you're going through the, the scripts, like sorry, using the uh, scripts on a, let's say an Excel sheet or on your computer, you can give yourself the affirm affirmation, which is, you can choose your own one, which is the one I use is, you are my next appointment. You are my next appointment. And one thing that I do, I have a lot of hacks that I do. So one of them is I actually talk to people before I pick it up sometimes. I hear myself, sometimes in my head, but I'm known to even say it out. Say, Catherine, we're going to sell this house. I'm already talking to them. Yeah. I'm hypnotizing my brain because affirmations are really important. But somebody, a hypnotist that I trained with said, in his opinion, so it's something to, to consider that visualization is also important, maybe more. And uh, so I visualize me actually getting the result. Now compare that to somebody who says, oh, they're going to be mad. What? They're a fizzball. Why do they want to talk to me? They're probably angry. I bet they're getting a lot of calls and they're really upset. In fact, when I call, I think I'm going to make them, oh my. It's almost like an innocent, uh, an innocence, you could call it a little bit delusional. Uh, but what's that movie, uh, Hanks was in it, Hanks. Where, no, he's been in uh, where he lot. runs 200 so, miles and all that. What's it called? Oh, yeah. It's Forrest uh, Gump. Forrest Gump. So I said to my team, you know, the best salesman ever? I'm going to put a poster up. I haven't yet, but it's a, it's a visualization. <laughs> I said, Forrest Gump, he's my hero. Because if he came in the business, you'd say, okay, I want you to make 100 calls a day, and I want you to knock on 100 doors. Okay. So you come back a week yeah. later, and he goes, okay, I did it, coach. What's next? And we all need that. So when I went to my first uh, event, uh, I remember on the wall, I said, I surrender. Now, some people go, surrender? Ouch. And I'm the one, like like you, we got that bit of rebel in it. Yeah. You know, but even you surrendered and I surrendered. Once I know a system's good, like your system, like say so your team, people, you go, they know more than me. I'm just going to surrender to the system. And I did that. I surrendered. And when I was prospecting, People used to see my listings and all that. So I used to go to other offices sometimes to prospect. And I remember going north, and one of the gentlemen who was in the, quite a few were in that coaching system. And one said, Richard, I changed the script. Look, I changed it. I remember. And uh, it was an expi the expired script. You know what I said? I went like this, like Dracula, like that, you know, the, in the movies, the Hammer movies. And I said, you don't understand. I said, I I've surrendered. Mm. And I don't think he, I, I saw his face. I didn't think he liked what I said. But I surrender to the system first. Is that that? And then we can develop. So what happens is that we need to have a, a, an attitude. What's your What's your viewpoint? Are you Are you calling to help these people? Another one is, I'm here to help you today. Who can I help today? So when you get on the phone, you go, Okay, who can I help today? You know, versus how much commission can I make today on a deal? And uh, I like money. In fact, I really like money. So don't anyone think that, oh, Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. No, no, I love money, but I'd even say, but the fact, I love people and money. But the fact is that if I have that, and I'll tell you another switch, these are things that we can call failures, but adjustments that I made where I go, oh, that's an improvement. I wasn't doing it quite right. I want to share another one. Is that I'm going out listing property. Like I said, I found this knack, knack to get listings anyway. So, but what happened is that I just made the decision again. I go, you know what? When I walk in the house now, I'm going to focus on how do I sell this house? And I made a conscious decision. Mm. And, the, and so now I notice myself looking at the house more. This needs to be done. We need to clear this. 
and what the heck, the price has to be right. Or you have to price it right. And that allowed me in the real world, like in the outer world, to price property stronger, to be stronger and say, Mary and John, may I share the dangers of overpricing a listing? And I was so congruent because I'm saying, wait a minute, these people really want to get to Oregon. And if they overprice it, they're going to hurt themselves because to get back on the market, to get interest on that hot sheet, they're going to have to go now, and I even use my hands, still do, and you're going to have to go below market value just to catch up. So what happens is, I would say the biggest difference, I was still getting listings, I was pricing them better. And that market was like this market. It wasn't the greatest at that time in terms of how hot, it was a biased market. And my listing started to sell better. So this is the difference between mindset. But if anyone yeah. just remembers or sees someone, you've got two people prospecting, one is setting appointments, one's not. And we're not talking little differences. We're talking massive. But how are you viewing the situation? How are you viewing prospecting? Like when I prospect, people, when they come, they all have the same script. I, I should put the three by five card and just put it out. And they go, wow, you actually like this. They actually say those words just about or some variation. But I've heard those words, the same words, Greg, so many times. And I'm not trying to advertise it. I'm just prospecting. And they go, wow, you actually enjoy it. And the key word is, now that I'm thinking about it, it's actually like, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, the, a couple of things here that I want to just kind of unpack for the audience, because, you know, I'm taking notes on my notepad as you're talking and I'm I'm having these little ahas. You know, something you remember our, our, our great friend, still a, a lovely, dear friend of mine, a very important guy, Tony DeCello to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was a time, Richard, that uh, and then, you know, my dad, because you, you of course, I've got a story. About that. Your dad. Yeah, <laughs> I want to share. So, my dad and I were doing 300 transactions a year, yeah, and, and we did we did 316 transactions one year, and then the next year we did 316 transactions. Which, by the way, that meant we were flat, and it was confusing because I that's the first time I had plateaued. I never I, I didn't see growth, mm. and Tony and I talked about this a lot. And and I don't know how we got into the conversation, but I shared with Tony my relationship with money. Mm. And my relationship with money was, you can have too much. I was brought up thinking you could have too much. Like a lot of times money's the root of evil. I'm not, th these are not my beliefs. I'm just sharing with you yeah, yeah. some beliefs that I heard, what I've experienced as a child, right? We concluded, right or wrong, we concluded that my goals were always based on money. And when I got to a certain level, I didn't need any more money, at least in my mind. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, I was self-sabotaging myself. So here's what we did. Wow. This is probably 12 years ago, maybe, no, this is probably 15 years ago. From that moment on, let's assume it's 15 years ago, maybe it was 13 from that moment on, I never set a goal around money. I changed the goal to number of transactions because a transaction represented a person I was serving. So the goal was, well, how many, well, how many people, how many transactions we're going to do, which is the same thing as saying, how many families am I going to serve? Well, Greg, how many people can you help? And what point have you helped enough? There's no number. There's no number. But when it, but for me, now some of you may not relate. This is a Harrelson thing that there was in my mind a number of dollars or wealth that was enough. Wow. So that's a, this is what we're talking about. This is why mindset matters. I shifted. The, my mindset and how I actually set my goals. And then that's when I broke through and never stopped that growing. That's brilliant. That, that's an example of when, the, when you change the inner game, the outer game changes. When you change the inside, the, out, the outside changes. Yeah. That's a brilliant example. Now, I will go a little bit is, further. I, I'm taking notes here. Yeah. I'll go a now I'm going to match this up with one of your words that you introduced today in congruency. I think I became more congruent 
at that moment. Yeah. People could tell you serving, serving. It was something that inspired me that like another word that I remember in being introduced to this, this concept with, with Matthew Ferry. And that is serving and being contribution makes my heart sing. My goals were not about serving. And so I reached enough. I plateaued. I, I, that was it. I reached my peak. But when I got congruent with my goal being serving, which is what makes my heart sing, yeah. it's unlimited. So I really appreciate that that word congruent today yeah. because it's really helping me even look back and line myself up with, wow, that's what happened. I love that. What makes your heart sing? Now, there's something I wrote down here because you reminded me, and we have to talk about it, is that we all have an internal set point. We all have it. And the internal set point is in every area of our life. So we have a set point of how much money should be in the bank. We have mm-hmm. a set point of how many times we should exercise a week. Because let's say somebody says, I have to exercise five times a week. Have you ever noticed anyone here that does that? Whatever the number is, let's say it's five. When you do three, it's like, ugh, I kind of feel funny. Like mm-hmm. I have to go like two days in a row now because we have an internal set point. We even have a set point, and let's say a guy, for how big our stomach is. So we go on a cruise and we go, what the heck? And what do we do? We stop eating for two days, right? So what we need to do is be aware of our set points, and it could be financial. So I remember Mike saying on one of the seminars, and it really had a big effect, again, mindset. He said, how many listings is too much for you? What's Mm. your capacity? Uh, Like, is five too much? Like, I can't handle it? So I picked, I was in my first year, believe it or not, and I said, 20. I just made up a number 20. And I remember, and that person might be listening now, they won't like what I'm going to say, but I'll always speak my mind. So I was in, a, in a, a training room in the office, and the manager was there. And this guy, this gentleman, older gentleman, and I, I don't blame him. It's not, he didn't understand our philosophy. And he was saying, congratulations, Richard, you got all these listings right at the end of my first year. And, and MLS and all that. And he said, can you really service them? Mm. Mm. It, 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 it hurt him that I took that many. I don't know what that meant to him. And I, and I was saying, yeah. And I think to myself, I guess his set point is three. So it, you just make a declaration that this is, and you know what, it can, that number can increase. But we're all living unconsciously, like a thermostat. It will always like, oh, the, oh someone opened the door and now it's cold coming in. So then the heat kicks in. So we need to be aware and then reset, make a declaration which is, and that's another uh, really powerful point because you you just proved that the, the mindset changed your whole business. Because some oh. people think of mindset as of oh, feeling good. Well, let me tell you, I don't know anyone that feels great all the time. So Tonya Robbins talking about feeling great and amazing. I still remember many many years ago, and he said, "You probably, I'm Tonya Robbins. You probably think that I'm always yeah, because I'm not." I have my moments too. The only difference is how long does that moment last? Yeah, mindset's not about being positive or negative. Now, I think the conversation around being positive and negative fits in the mindset conversation, oh, but yeah, that absolutely. doesn't define mindset, right? Yeah. And you know, when I think of Tony Robbins, and by the way, Tony is having another event where you can, st- I don't know if you can still get a live audience ticket in Dallas on November 4th. I'm taking, uh, there's a, there's a bunch of us going from my office. Uh, so that'd be so much those fun of you in the audience, if you're going to be at Tony Robbins in Dallas in November, then yeah. direct message me. I'd love to meet you. I think, you know, when I think of Tony and I think of a uh, mindset and state of mind, you like, he really talks about state of mind, right? Uh, the, or state in state, general, yeah. we live so little of our life in state but we can live a lot more in state if we're aware when we're not in state. Exactly. It's the awareness mm-hmm. of when we're not having that powerful and mind. Switching back say, on. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, because like sometimes I will do this, Richard. I'll, I'll so you, you, you use the term scare. You were scared and that kind of motivated yeah, you yeah. to learn those scripts, right? So times, sometimes when I'm feeling scared of something, something new, I'll do this. This is my trick. This is what I, I kind of do. This is my little routine. I'll do this. I'm like, whoa, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking scared. 
what what this is interesting i'll just like that's what i'll do this is interesting wow i am free i am scared to death right now and then and then eventually i'll end up saying okay now is there really anything to be scared about but that's when i'm starting to now collectively think my thoughts that when you bring something to light it kills it Mm. so you brought it to light and no somehow you don't feel scared as much like the emotion doesn't take oh you go okay next you know and when yes. you realize I'm human, and this is some, another segue to, I was very fortunate. I, I It was a treat because I was coached personally by Mike. And yes. then one day he said, it's right at the beginning. So every week, you know, I called him at his house. Actually, I called him every day with my contacts at his house. He had no cell phone. Anyway, so one day he goes, we're doing a conference call because I'm going on, I'm, I'm, I'm on the road. And he said, you know what? I'm just starting this one-on-one. He called it one-on-one then. And uh, one thing I learned from you guys is I don't have to beat you up. You guys are experts at it. You guys beat yourself up. But he said one comment which changed everything for me. He said, there's no advantage in beating yourself up. And that had a permanent switch. Now, I wasn't the type to beat myself up a lot. But there was a little voice in my mind saying, yeah, be tough on yourself. There was a little bit of that. Like, isn't that a good thing that I'm being tough? The difference between being tough on yourself and beating yourself up. So anyone on this call that's thinking, oh, I'm beating myself up, I'd like to transfer what I heard. It worked for me. There's no advantage. You go next. You know, what can I learn from the situation, et cetera? But we, there's no advantage in beat. It's not a noble act. I thought it was a noble activity <laughs> to beat yourself up. I thought I'm not doing it enough, but it changed just in that moment. Mm. Yeah. You know, and all these things, again, you know, the conversations is is why mindset matters. And, you know, again, to the audience, I, I just want to say, like, Richard, myself, most of you, we have long periods of time when our state of mind, our mindset is not as powerful as it could be. And that's okay. That's normal. That's fantastic. We're going to still remain to be, you know, go in and out of those powerful mindsets. But if we'll just take a moment to observe where we are when it comes to mindset before we start doing certain things like objection handling, listing presentations, buyer show, showing buyers, lead generation, practice in our scripts. Like, how about let's check in with ourselves as to what is the mindset that we're walking into this next venture? What is that mindset? And when you just check it, like somebody says, you need a checkup from the neck up. If you give yourself a checkup from the neck up before you start engaging in those activities, you'll come from a much more powerful position. When you don't have a powerful mindset, you tend to have a forceful mindset. And that forceful mindset doesn't inspire people to take action with you. No. It's a powerful mindset. That One that's really important. With congruency, wow. coming from love, coming from peace, coming from clarity. That's when you get more people to say yes. So we can talk about skills for hours and hours and hours, but I could. I could, I believe somebody who works on a more powerful mindset will outproduce somebody that Absolutely. works on a more powerful mindset. Def- 100%. You give someone a script with no confidence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? There you go. And you give someone with confidence, it's completely different. They're going to like, right? Absolutely. So in the morning, gratitude, right? Gratitude equals happiness. Gratitude. When you think of gratitude, like I'm, I've got gratitude right now speaking to you. I'm enjoying it so much. I'm learning myself, sharing. And uh, when you have a, a, it's called enjoyment. So somebody who was teaching some psychology, some pretty deep, and he was saying, uh, actually, it was, a, it was a, a lot of people on a Zoom call. He goes, Richard has that down. And I think I do. Uh, I, I have that pretty good. It's called enjoyment, enjoyment of life. And I want everyone to invite themselves to become a connoisseur of life. Mm. So the next time that, you know, we take it for granted. So next time that you, like your feet, have gratitude for your feet. Where have they taken you? They're taking you on listing appointments. They're taking you on a trip to Italy. I'm, I know it sounds funny, but have gratitude for your body. Have gratitude for, for all the things that are happening. That You'll be surprised how you can turn everything into gratitude. Like So, the, so Tony Robbins has the best line, I think, or one of the best is, 
you know, life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. Yeah. And you just keep affirming that. So something happens, oh, you got to complain. And you go, ah, there's something. I'm going to learn something. It's going to make me smarter. And one thing that I've noticed people with a good attitude, they have unbridled optimism. Optimism. So I'm kind of lucky that I have that. And I'll tell you why. In our real estate board, they keep changing the laws like everyone. So one day they say, do not call us. You're not allowed to call anybody. And all the agents are freaking out. And in offices, that's all they're talking about. They stop prospecting. They're not even not stop prospecting because of the law. Could talking about it. And I'm thinking, okay, what's the opportunity? That means there'd be less people prospecting, less offices with new agents. They get on the phone. They're saying, I don't want liability. So, and isn't that true? Mm-hmm. So, how sure. are you viewing it? Life is happening for you, not mm-hmm. to you. That's one of the best affirmations. Mike Ferry's got a great one too, which is, is a simple one. If I just throw that in, because somebody asked once, what's Mike's a small room with him? And he said, what's your favorite affirmation? And at that time, he said, I am a calm and relaxed person. Mm. And I started to use that. I'm a calm and relaxed person. Another one, another thing is I learned is uh, to say to yourself, I know it sounds funny, try it for 30 days. I like myself. I like myself. I like myself. I was actually at an event in Palm Springs and I was walking in and I said, I like myself. I, like, I, was, I thought I was alone. And someone went, and someone was listening, probably thinking, it's, it's Richard at it again. And I ran out before they saw me. <laughs> so is, uh, is, is affirmations one of your hacks to put you in a more positive or powerful state yeah, of mind? Is that what I'm them. hearing? Yeah, affirmations. And you're going to learn what turns you on. So I did a podcast for, and, uh, about NLP. And I, and I, I want to get in the mood. So for me, because I was working, whatever, oh, he wants to interview me about NLP and blah, blah, blah. So that's Dan Kennedy or whatever. So next thing he did is I went on YouTube and I looked at images and some videos, but mainly the images of Bruce Lee. Because when I see Bruce Lee, and the, and the irony is it wasn't all with him fighting. It was him just talking out in an interview when he has that face and all that. One way he's doing an audition when he's 22. Because you, know, you get a collection, right, on Google. It's like, and that kind of, so that gets me rocky. You know, when I'm prospecting, I'm playing rocky all the time. All the movies are, you know, like uh, like all the soundtracks. And that gets me motivated. So we need, like you talk about self-awareness. What turns you on and yeah. what makes your heart sing, as you would say? you got to learn yourself because somebody else, it might be Bambi. They put Bambi on and they feel great, right? So, <laughs> so what have you, you ever have know, uh, do you yeah. remember a uh, Karate Kid? Oh yeah, yeah. So I said something one day, and and I actually have really thought of this, never done it yet, but I it, but I feel like I'm going to do this one day. But somebody says, Greg, could you, you know, it, we kind of got onto mentorship and who's influenced you and whatnot. And I said one of my greatest mentors is Mr. Miyagi. Wow, I love that because the way that he coached and and taught. Daniel was amazing. He said, Richard, he said, wax on, wax off. But Daniel wanted to learn how to kick. And he goes, no, Daniel, son, wax on, wax off. He would not let him advance. And then after he mastered wax on, wax off, it was sand on, sand off. And then when he mastered that, it was paint on, paint off, which is the paint on. Paint off, which is the fence that he was painting. Sand on, sand off. (laughs) Wax on, wax off. Because the wax would be the side of the car. So that's this way. Sand is hands this way. Paint is this way. And and I was, I, I never forget this. When I'm watching Karate Kid, I'm studying this master coach. On how to dissect the art into simple things mastered, and then without putting it all together in the dojo, Daniel found himself in a fight, and instinctively or subconsciously, everything came together at the right time. And I'm like, scripts, wax on, wax off. Objection handlers, sand on, sand off. Integration. And yeah. I remember that scene, yeah. Yeah. He goes, yeah. Punch me. And suddenly he's just using all these things and goes, the guy's like a blocking and all that. And he goes, what happened here? My, my body's moving by itself. 
I, I have to say because I spoke for I, for a big national uh, real estate company, and uh, many years ago, and I went to Germany, Stuttgart, and there was a lot of people, like in and uh, in the audience, well over a thousand. And one thing that they really liked, and I said, uh, you know, when you're prospecting, if you don't feel like prospecting, move your body, and the mind will follow. Uh. You know, so sometimes we we stay in our head. So I want to invite people, just move your body, just start get pick up the phone and start dialing and let the let them the mind can and it's not now we know things more about the brain than we ever knew, knew before with all the technology. And we know that now that when we move our body, the mind follows. I mean, we knew that back then, that was a long time ago, 2006, that that particular talk. But now there's neurology supporting that. Sometimes you want to think your way into something, but if but sometimes the best thing is just to mm -hmm. act and the mind will, you'll get, you'll find yourself confident, right? So, and if you notice somebody goes on stage, they're scared, but once they actually start speaking and they actually forget about being scared because they're involved. So just put you, put yourself out there and move your body if you, and the mind will follow. And that's yeah. an example of that. Yeah. Don't be paralyzed, right? Just take action. And uh, you'll start to, you'll, you'll get your rhythm and get your root groove. Sometimes you just got to, you know, it's a, it's a ready, fire, aim. I saw one sales trainer, I won't mention his name, but he's pretty big out there. And I saw it, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And someone said, an, an interview and said, what, what do you do if somebody tells you off and they, you know, they're angry and they say, get a job or whatever. And his answer is different from mine, by the way. So, but God bless him. You know, he's got his own views. And he said, well, you just know that it's part of the job, right? But I, I can tell you right now, I have a completely different view. When somebody gets out, get a job, you get out doing it. I actually get amused and I find a sense of humor in it. I love those calls. And I'll tell you uh, 100% that I tell my people, they'll come to me and this guy told me off. I think there's not a time I haven't said it. I said, give me that number. I'm going to call him. And I'll call him in front of you. I won't call him right away because he'll know, you know, like could be a connection. We'll wait a few hours and I'll call him. I love those calls. Anyone here who's listening to this call worldwide, send me your toughest client. The one I want, but send me the angriest, crazy ones. And what I do when I call them, my intention is just to change their stay. Now, I want to get the appointment, but if I can get them laughing, I'll get them to agree and, and amused in the conversation, which I can do. That is my win. And obviously yeah. my intention in the back is to get a listing appointment, but they may not even qualify. They may be not motivated. So that I have to qualify them, but that is my point of view. And I want to just bring in the word humor. I thought there's no way I'm going to have this call without mentioning, if you want a good mindset, Start laughing a lot. Laugh at anything. Yeah. Get in the practice of laughing at silly things, even if it's in your mind, just laughing, laughing out loud. And you start seeing the humor. We can actually, good news, we can train our brain. So people think, well, it's a chip you're born with. Maybe there's a DNA or a gene, but we can actually build it. When you start having more humor, seeing more humor, don't you enjoy it? And if you can, you know that, if you can make them laugh or smile on the phone or in person, you got them. They drop their defenses and they become more authentic and they become more real and connected. And that's such a mindset that you're just saying. It's such a it's so on topic for uh, today's subject, which is one agent gets upset, unraveled because somebody got upset. They they got unraveled, so they're likely not to make another call that day or maybe yeah. that week. You, on the other hand, you're like. You find humor in it. That is exactly what this conversation is about. It's like, wh where's your mindset when something happens? You know, do you do you default to a negative? Do you default to it's 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 humor and you keep going? And that right there is why mindset matters because the mindset is going to either push you forward or pull you back. Absolutely. So let, let me give you an example. I just remembered one. So there's one guy's name is Saeed. And he was saying, uh, and he had this attitude, I'm calling him up. And he said, I don't, I don't want to list the property. So you can just let go. I have an agent already, you know, with that kind of voice, right? Yeah. So I start asking him more questions. And he said, like this, he goes, I just told you that I don't want to speak to you. I mean, it happens in real time. It's only afterwards, unconsciously, I go, I said, 
The only reason I'm calling is because your property did not sell. That's all. And I'm seeing if I can help. In that moment, he just changed. And he goes, no, no. Uh, yeah, I do want to sell. How about, uh, can you, you know, bring me a buyer? I have it on tape. Yeah. That's cool. So, so when I was doing that, I'm co- like now going back, you see the, the humor is, because I'm not doing it humor, like laughing it off. I want business. So, but the curiosity is, let's see what happens when I do that. I want to see his reaction. See the curiosity combined with humor. And you and you use a, a classic technique, right? Marrying and matching, right? Yeah. Just a classic technique for communication. And again, you have to be in the right state of mind to choose to do what you just did. Yeah. Because a lot of people are in the state of mind when prospecting that they're waiting for somebody to do something that lets the agent off the hook and allows them to just hang up and feel justified in it. Oh, well, they said this, so that's not a lead. I'm just going to hang up on this one. There's no nothing there. That's a mindset. But Richard, what you're demonstrating is, wait, doesn't matter what it sounds like. There's a possibility that there's something there. So let me just keep going. Yeah, that's yeah. a mindset. Like there, I, I told the agents in my office, I says, there's more business within a, if you put your arms out like this and you turn 360 degrees, and I said, there's more business within arm's length of you right now. We don't need to be looking for business outside of arm's length. Wow. It's all right here. We I just got to understand there's enough business within arm's length. And one way we get more business within arm's length is having more powerful conversations. And those powerful conversations aren't going to stop, aren't going to start until you understand your everything you want in life is within arm's length. We don't need to go any further or look any further at this point. One of my coaching clients uh, from Tennessee, I'm on a coaching call and the guy does 75 deals a year. So he's a good producer, right? Yeah. But anyway, at the end of it, he goes, Richard, I have to tell you anything else. I had a few minutes on the call. He said, yeah. I said, Rich, I have a problem closing because I last like once, maybe twice. And I was surprised because yeah. he's doing well, but he had a lot of other good qualities about him, right? And I said, you're kidding. I said, I just talked to somebody and I closed uh, tons of times in a row. I said, let me send you the tape. And uh, I just by chance, I had, if he didn't say that, I wouldn't even notice. Anyway, so I sent him the tape and um, the, the, on the tape, you'll hear it. I, if anybody wants it, I'll send it to him. To shot and you can you can judge me or you can assess did Richard change his his mindset or his approach or his attitude? You can tell by the voice, right? And uh, I didn't close it three times. I closed it eighty-two times in a row on tape, which means I really closed it maybe a hundred times because I only started recording it, Greg, about one or two minutes after. Yeah, and uh, I actually sent it to Guinness Book of Records for the world's. Uh, like the the most closes on a on a sales call, but it's under review because they said there's no witness, even though I have the tape. Yeah. But anyway, but she kept on saying it takes two to tango. Oh no, I think I'm okay, and I just kept on closing it. And in that, I had to th- talk about scripts, and you like you said, we start generating our own dialogues. I had to think of new scripts. I think I understand yeah. whatever name is Mary. I said, let me ask you, Mary, if I'm driving by your home, and the boy buyer points to your home, can I tell him about it? Right. So I was giving God, and I go, what about the bank manager in town? If he tells me I need a listing, can I at least tell him that you had it for sale and you might want to sell? So I was making it so hard for her to say no. Yeah. It was yeah. so funny. If anybody on this call wants it, just send me a message and I'll no problem. I'll just send it to your Dropbox bank and you can listen to it. And well, uh, awesome. it's a real call with, with uh, 82 closes in a row. That's awesome. Well, That's Richard, all mindset. Yeah. Richard, I, I knew there was a reason why I thought of you on mindset. You know, we we, we need to kind of uh, go ahead and, and get going now. So I know you and I could ca- talk for the next three to four hours on this subject. But, um, you know, you do coaching. I do coaching. You do coaching. I know you've got your uh, your website right there, richarddougal.com. I can tell you, I, um, I know uh, I've known Richard for many, many years, maybe 20 years. Mm-hmm. I know that he is legit when it comes to listing properties. He knows how he's been, he's always been a listing machine. 
He is unbelievable when it comes to teaching NLP. Um, these are just some of the things that I know. So, you know, please, if you're interested in any of that, reach out to Richard. And then, of course, you all know me here. I, I put out these podcasts um, and have friends come on, you know, guests come on, and we just do what we do like we did today, share with you what we're thinking. I'm going to be talking about mindset in some of the future, um, you know, uh, episodes, because I just think it's something mm-hmm. that we need to focus on, especially, you know, finishing out the year and starting the new year, I think that we just need to come from a much more powerful mindset position. And then, of course, I have a real estate sales solution, so you can check out anything I have also. But Richard, I just want to say again, thank you so much for always being a yes to me, um, but also just thank you for being so committed to the industry um, and being that contribution. I do really appreciate you. you well, one thing you, I want to mention you know, also, Greg, just to, please. is that a person with a great mindset has a growth mindset, which involves... Mm-hmm. The, the belief that I can get better. So they can say, maybe I can't prospect, but a growth mindset, I can learn this. If I go to Greg, a, a great coach, I can actually learn this. Where somebody with not a growth mindset think, well, I'm just not made for it. And that goes to also to identity. We didn't get a chance. Maybe next time we'll talk about yes. identity. It's really important. We always are consistent with our identity. I'm the closing machine. So how can I drive by a fizzball? I can't even. I couldn't even eat my food if I went home that night. I wouldn't yeah. even digest it because congruity with your identity. We should get into that. But I do remember yourself. It's a very strong image. I think it was Palm Springs, and uh, and it was like in the gym before, like five o'clock in the morning. You got to get in, otherwise it's already jammed. And I still remember you were a young man because I always knew your dad. And I remember you on the treadmill, and it was a hardcover book. I wish I had one. I'd grab one. It wasn't even just a book, and you're you're reading it. And it was like a textbook. It was on some like business development. It was like heavy duty. I remember asking you about it. And I remember you, can you imagine someone on a treadmill with a hardcover and he's, he's jumping like this? It's so funny. And I go, man, I want this guy. He's going to be, he's a star, the next star. Yeah. So oh, this man. is not something we just learn or pretend it's who we are. And, and if you want to get better, you got to learn, you know, learn, find a mentor, find the right person. Because a, a good coach, I'll leave that, can save you 10 years maybe 20 years. Yeah. The the greatest investment we'll ever make is the investment we make in ourselves. That's it. All right, Richard. Well, thank you so much, bud. I really appreciate it. Fantastic information. For those of you, uh, please stay tuned for additional episodes. I'm going to have some ad- additional guests, some other guests also going to be talking about mindset so we can get these things going, get our business growing. Thanks, Richard. Thank you. Yes, sir.